Bap, bap, bap. Okay. You know what? You know I'm a show pony. Action. Wait, why do I hear music? Because music's yeah, playing. I do too. Shit. <laughs> Great like, time. That's just the voices in my head. <laughs> like, okay. It's very Mark, subtle. Hey, how are you doing, folks? Here we are. What's this thing called? It's called. What the fuck? Let With... the conversation begin. Is... With Darth Brooks. Oh, come on. I like uh, Riley Gaines. No, Clint Black. What's his name? Doesn't he have an alter oh, yeah. ego? Chris Gaines. Chris maybe. Gaines. Yeah. Andrew Tate's right about everything. Women are dumb. <laughs> and it's right here. Oh. Come on. Hopefully you don't have a kid coming right here. <laughs> Jesus. Man, that was wild. The, the fact that I have a strap on it so that I won't lose it. Yeah, that was perfect. And Keep the, that in. And the one time I was like, I'm not going to put the strap on. Mark's going to think I'm such a dork if I no. put on my strap. And then... My lady has one of those. She loves a strap on. Yeah, it's... <laughs> okay, let me just turn this off so that we're not listening to Alanis Morissette during the entire show. Sorry. She's good. How'd it go? What? You good? I'm good. Yeah. yeah? This is a dream. I, I took a nap in his car on the way here. It's been a whirlwind. Ooh, you oh, can yeah. sleep in the car? Can't you not sleep at night in I, your own bed? I never thought I could, but I we really went hard last night and drank, and then we got up early and did all these shows, these pods, so I needed a nap. I know. Okay, so tell me. So you're back drinking again. I never stopped. Didn't you take some time off? <laughs> ah, it was like a two-day event. I took off. I saw my folks, but uh, yeah, I drink. Quite a bit. I and I'm in LA. I see all the friends. I catch up. The drinks are free. Sam Tripoli's handing you drugs. Yep. It's a whole oh, thing. Oh, dude! I one time did Sam Tripoli's show. I saw you there last night. Oh yeah. Right. And um, there was like a bucket of like seltzers, you know. Yeah. And there's so many seltzers these days. Right. And I drank. <laughs> I was so thirsty, and I drank like two of them. And it was like 80 milligrams THC. Oh no! It was like a THC. <laughs> I'm like, shouldn't there be a label something? And anyway, <laughs> wow. anything in that green room on Sam Tripoli night has weed in it. Don't touch it. Yeah, I missed a uh, pitch meeting. I flew here for a pitch meeting, and Sam's like, hey, if you're in town, I'm like, all right, I'll do his show the night before, then I'm going to bed, and I'm doing this big pitch. I missed all of them because I was too high. Oh, my agent yelled at me. He's like, you got to get your ass up. You got Netflix. You got Hulu. You got this. And I was like, I can't do it. I was hugging the chair. I remember hugging it. Because I thought I was sliding off the planet. I was so high. Huge mistake. Are you a weed guy? Not at all. Yep. It just, it, the bad stuff kicks up. You know what I appreciate? I appreciate a good old-fashioned guy that drinks an old-fashioned. I appreciate a alcohol guy. I've noticed, I don't know if you've... Um, felt this in shows in LA since you've been here. I noticed people are coming to comedy shows on weed. Indica uh, I'm like, yeah. I don't need you forgiving your ancestors, <laughs> microdosing <laughs> mushrooms during a comedy show. I right. want a little tequila, a little vodka. I want a little anger, yes. a little, you know, little you're, you're pissed off with me. I don't want yes. you like cozying up. No. To your boyfriend on Indica. I'm with you. I heard you yell at the crowd last night. You <laughs> fucking Indica bitches or whatever. <laughs> that was good. I mean, you need it because it makes you too cozy, and then you laugh like two seconds later. There, I can tell you guys are enjoying it. Yeah. But I can also tell your face is paralyzed. Right. <laughs> that might be the Botox. <laughs> but yeah. But I know what you mean. It's it's too slow. You need a little toxicity, a little anger, a little venom. Yeah, and I think that like tequila, whiskey gin kind of brings that yes. out and people are like yeah let's fight for free speech and watch this comedian right. trans is weird yeah you know 
But yeah, when they're high, it's too lovey-dovey. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when people drink alcohol, they're like, wait, I need to DM that trans girl. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Now we're all getting along. <laughs> so I like I like that you just like, you're like, I'm going to just stick with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's something weird about alcohol where you feel so great, but you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, weed, I don't think you have that. And so you got to really like to drink because you know mm-hmm. you're going to be in hell the next day. And really? So, so- it, it's like, it's an in the moment thing. What is the least amount of hell hangover? Because I had a, I, I, I basically, saying I got sober sounds weird. I basically just stopped smoking. I had a bit yeah. of a weed problem. Oh, really? Yeah. That was kind of a thing. I know everyone thinks I was on like fentanyl or something, <laughs> but I just started smoking weed during the pandemic. And it's so funny because my, I never did drugs until really? the pandemic in my life. Never what? did. No. My, I come from alcoholics, and usually when you're the child of, you end up being the caretaker. Right. You get addicted to perfection and control. Uh-huh. And, you know, as you can tell, I'm addicted to perfection. I know where my phone is at all times. Um, and work. And yeah. I had the food stuff. I had the relationship stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And the relationship stuff is kind of, they say, boils down to like a gambling addiction. Whoa. You know? You're like, this hasn't gone well the last four nights, but like it did two months ago maybe tonight's wow, the night that's you know? fascinating yeah and same with coming in her that's a gamble <laughs> that's or not wearing a condom big gamble yeah no trust me i and i've lost that one um <laughs> always bet on black <laughs> and i um and so i never had that and i was so ambitious like starting as a comic and yeah. i had it i also really you know took to heart not that everyone didn't but when i first started comedy mitch hedberg died yep and I that like broke me. Like I was looked up to him so much. Really? And just the idea that someone could die that young. And my brain was always like, oh, I'm the person that would take it that far. Right. I'm the person that wouldn't be able to just like casually do heroin on holidays. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then when Greg Giraldo died. Yeah, that was a bummer. Was like, huh? The smartest, funniest, best. And he had been sober when it happened. And it was kind of like, I know that. I could, because by that point I was like, I know I could do drugs if I wanted, but I can't rely on other people's like stash being shady. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Well, I'm the wrong guy to talk to because I take drugs from fans, (laughs) which is a huge mistake. Don't do that. (laughs) Somebody said, somebody gave me Molly. By the way, is that a fan? (laughs) Or is that a foe? (laughs) Yeah, good question. That's true. But I guess somebody gave me Molly and I did it with my lady and it turned out to be crack. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we did it at the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> so I'm looking at the Mona Lisa on crack. By the way, that is the only time I feel like that is worth waiting in line for. <laughs> I would, ha- I feel like whenever I watch this crowd of people looking at the Mona Lisa, I'm like, are you guys on crack? <laughs> this isn't that entertaining. It's no. so tiny. Well, you know why the Mona Lisa is famous? Why? Because it got stolen. Uh, and then when they got it back, I was like, we got to go see it. So it got all this buzz. It was almost like getting canceled. It got buzz. For not the talent of the painting, because it's not that great of a painting. Yeah. But it got stolen, so all the newspapers were going crazy. And then when they got it back, people were like, we got to go see it. Whoa. Yeah. I also feel like it was like she was like the first porn star or something. Oh. It was like you'd have to look at paintings back then. Because right. remember, men are always like, look at her eyes are so enigmatic. It's like, right. not real. Is this just all you guys really had? <laughs> well, there was nude paintings, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, but uh, yeah, but there's something about. That's true. Sometimes you know? I'm looking at uh, these hot ladies on Instagram more than I am porn. Because there's a little yoga pant or something As going on. Sebastian would say they wrapped the gift. Oh, 
I remember when I was in Beirut uh, with Tom Papa, and wow. we, I know, excuse me, you guys slam. In the war? What is that? What are you guys doing there? Jeez, you see action? <laughs> and uh, we went into a mosque, and I walked in, and this woman ran up to me, you know, and like pulled me aside because I had to wear like the garb, oh, basically the, the headgear, the bur- the. I don't think it was technically a burqa, the uh, hijab. I might be pronouncing. Oh, hijab. Yes, yes, I think burqa is like the Al Qaeda, right? Like beekeeper thing. Yes, this yes. was just like the headscarf and whatever. And I put it on, and I'm walking around, and he was like, "There is something that is so hot about the fact that I can't see any of your skin." Is that a compliment? It, no. <laughs> He's like, he can still see my personality, so something must have been going weird. But the eyes, they pierce because they really pop. But he was like, there's something about the mystery right. of it. I don't know. I think since we're able to see naked people whenever we want all the time, there's something hot about mystery now. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's like we said in the kitchen. It goes full circle. It's mm-hmm. like we're back on podcast. That's just radio. We yep. went back to radio. Yes, we did. I think there's something to be said for yeah, being able to imagine what's going on and just hear the hear it and not be looking at it and be distracted about like yeah. what is she wearing why does she look like that like your imagination is going to do such better things totally. than what is actually there like remember that movie signs yeah i remember that movie signs mel gibson um who by the way has 18 movies in production <laughs> no truly 18 <laughs> old movies. jew hating mel <laughs> Really? <laughs> the guy's unstoppable. Yeah, well, you know, if you're good, you're good. <laughs> By the way, Amber Heard has a movie coming out. What? So, yeah, blondes and, and anti-Semites are really having a moment. <laughs> and and coming um, back. You see, it's all back. <laughs> it's all cyclical. Cyclical. And, Ryan Sickler. Uh, oh, Signs. Yeah. Wait, oh, Mel Gibson. No, no, wait. That wasn't Mel Gibson. That, that was Shyamalan. Mel Gibson. He, he was, was in, in it, it yeah. right? Okay. He was the dad. And there was a... Um, Alien, yep. member, and they were being haunted or whatever by aliens, and you didn't see the alien until like ten minutes right. before the movie was over. That's better. I was scared shitless. So was I. Because you would see like a knife under the door. Yeah. It's like, and then you saw the alien, and you're like, what? Is that? what? I know. <laughs> what is this corny ass. What is that? That's why I don't take my dick out till way <laughs> later in the date, because I don't want to ruin it. It's not. It's it's ugly. Wait, what's crack like? <laughs> it sucks. I hated it. Well, I also ate it. You're supposed to smoke it. Yeah. So I ate the cracks. I thought it was Molly. So I just ate it and swallowed it, and I was shitting water. I was sweating. I was cracked out. I was like shaky and uh, nervous and paranoid. So I was in the Louvre, like biting my nails. I was in the toilet the whole time. It was wild. Whoa. Never again. We're going to, in a second, listen to Boozy talk about crack. Oh, there you go. Have you seen this? No. He talks about why crack is so much better than fentanyl. Ah. Oh, it is so funny, dude. Damn. Um, okay, so how was her experience on crack? Same thing. We both hated it, and we're just shaking. We were all soaked in sweat, and we had to leave. Uh, how did you know it was crack? Like, how did... I, I asked mean, I around. Guess... <laughs> yeah. And somebody's like, I think that was crack. And uh, I kind of it. crack. Yeah. <laughs> Je m'appelle. Right. Mar- is say crack? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, so this was a fan... She said it was, or he said it was Molly. Yeah, he's like, I got some Molly for it. And he did like the handoff shake, you know. And I, I just feel like the oh. way drugs are given to you tells you whether you should take them or not. Handoff is bad. Yeah, this cupping bad. thing is bad. Yeah. Was it in plastic? It was in shitty cellophane plastic, bad. like a cigarette pack. <laughs> bad news <laughs> bears, man. Like when someone comes up, up to me at a show and it's like, "Here's a joint," and right. it's just like not wrapped in anything. It's exactly. just out. I'm like, I feel like this is safe. When someone tries to like slip something in my back pocket, a meet and greet, I'm like, Meh. Yeah, totally. The way you're doing it makes me think I should not put this in my body. I did fentanyl uh, no, you in didn't. Texas on accident. Why does everyone think 
I'm on drugs. Well, because of your Instagram live, probably. I oh. think that's what did it. Oh, really? Well, there was some nudity, wasn't there? Uh, 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 check out my, my bathing with uh, underwear. Remember that During on the a pandemic? Flight? Yeah. Remember you were on a plane and you, your legs were in the air and you were showing us your panties? Oh, that was on the way to Vegas. Yeah, I was dead sober. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know about Liquid Death here on the podcast because you see it's always on the desk. It's always around. The guests are always drinking it. I'm obsessed. I think it's hilarious to drink Liquid Death in public because a lot of people think I'm drinking alcohol. Like it looks like a beer kind of. And it's sort of funny to watch people sweat it out. <laughs> like people, I'll like be drinking it. I'll see people clock it. We'll keep awkwardly talking. And then finally they're like, what are you, so what are you drinking? What is that? And I'm like, it's liquid death. And they're like, oh God, it's just water. Okay. It's like so funny to be drinking this pregnant and watch how much people think it's alcohol. And I'm like, wait a second. So before I was pregnant, people just thought I was like fully on the sauce like all day. <laughs> But I love it. I, I have to tell people, I'm like, you guys, I'm pregnant. Thanks so much for the vote of confidence. Uh, my favorite part of this is that it doesn't look like dorky water. You know, you've seen these on all of our podcasts, Liquid Death. You've seen it on Bert, Bert and Tom, all of it. It looks like a beer, but it's not a beer. Okay. We don't drink beer during our podcasts. We keep whiskey hidden in rolls of toilet paper like adults. Okay. I get so much attention when I have my Liquid Death on me, which is most important thing to me about water. <laughs> I've been drinking liquid death water for years and look how hydrated I am. I mean, look at me. Not I'm not drinking out of that nasty plastic bottles anymore. I've noticed a difference, honestly. I'm not drinking out, especially being pregnant, I'm definitely not drinking out of that nasty plastic chock full of phthalates that shrinks babies' tanks. No, sir, not this guy. My baby's going to have the biggest taint on the block. Thanks, liquid death. I love Liquid Death because they kill exactly zero turtles with their infinitely recyclable cans. Okay. You know, plastic bottles aren't even recyclable. That was a whole scam. Michael Schellenberger just did a speech about this. They get sent to landfills, which egg on my face. I've broken up with so many guys and gotten in so many fights with them for not recycling. And now I have to tell my exes they were right <laughs> this whole time. What's worse than that? Liquid Death also donates a portion of the profits uh, uh, from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. So the orcas aren't hitting our boats. No siree. Um, in addition to water, they now have my favorite drink. Okay, so let me just show you all the drinks that I'm obsessed with. Okay, this one is Severed Lime. This is the one that like basically tastes just like a ginger ale, kind of like a Sprite. I'm really obsessed with this. I have all of them here. But my new obsession, because I can't drink coffee because it's too acidic and I don't think my baby should be addicted to coffee when it comes out. It's going to be addicted to plenty of things, but maybe not coffee. It's armless Palmer. Look at this iced tea plus agave. So no trash sweeteners plus vitamins. It's got vitamins in it. You guys, it has B12 and B6. What more could you want? I drink this every morning. I'm not even kidding. Look how good. Armless Palmer. And it's hilarious to boot. You can find Liquid Death's healthy beverage on Amazon or at a real, a real, a real one, a real grocery store, <laughs> a realtor, a retailer, a retailer near you. And good for you listeners, get 20% off their first Liquid Death apparel purchase. First of all, Liquid Death apparel is so cute. I'm going to hold up this t-shirt. Can you see it? Hold on. Do you see how cute that is? And then look at the back. How cute is that? Okay. 
my handyman who is also a, like has impeccable taste as, as a designer reached out to me. He's like, can you help me get that liquid death shirt? Like people are all about this. So, and the quality is like amazing. Look how good this shirt is. I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with their merch. There's a sweatsuit that I wear constantly. So 20% off your first liquid death apparel purchase available at liquiddeath.com slash Whitney. Exclusions may apply. Liquiddeath.com slash Whitney. <laughs> we were going to Vegas, me, Chelsea Lynn, you know, trailer Josh, yeah, Tammy. Yeah, they bring out the best of me and the worst of me. Uh, oh, was that what did it? Well, your hair was blue. We didn't yeah, know what was going on. Yeah, you know what? On. When you have, I think it was pink at that. Oh, pink. By the time it got to like purple, it was, I really, at that point. <laughs> it's like code red, code yeah, purple. Yeah, people started just showing up at my house. They're like, just checking on you. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure you were okay. Right. Yeah, no, but we'll get to that because I did have to quit weed. Actually, um, in January, December and January is where it got out of hand with weed. We'll, we'll talk about that. Soon. Okay. All right. Yeah, I had to stop too because I was taking it to sleep. It helps me sleep. Same. And uh, I kept having like the recall issues. And my friend was like, oh, I smoked a ton in high school. I, I totally lost my memory. So you better stop. And I just quit that day. See, that's exactly the, my rock bottom was I felt like I wasn't as quick on stage. Yep. I wasn't as quick in podcasts. Yep. And I got, because so many people go, oh, you smoke weed to like expand your mind. It makes you so creative. You're going to like, I think of such great jokes on weed. If that's your experience, like that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. But like I would smoke weed, have like a journal that I would like fall asleep and like write like notes down. Yeah. Like just like, I'm just going to do free association of my thoughts and like, oh, it's such a great premise. Like, oh, this is genius. I'd wake up the next morning. It would be like, men and women are different. I was like, <laughs> this yeah. is not profound. Like right. I felt like when I was smoking weed, I thought, I was so much more interesting than I was. Yeah. And I was like, this is dangerous. And look, yeah, I do think it's good for some people. Like like a Luis Gomez will get high and he's just chilled yeah, out. Yeah, it's something normal. he nails it with that. Yeah, so it's it's a personality thing. Like, I take an Adderall, I'm bouncing off the walls. Some people take an Adderall and they're calm. I was they prescribed it. it to sleep. No way. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I wow. mean, I don't, you know. That's but... like taking a Viagra to get your boner to go down. <laughs> I've never heard of it to sleep. Well, because I guess if you actually do have ADD, ADD it's supposed to calm your brain down. But so, I had the, it was the, um, what's it called? Um, the Ritalin? time release. Oh, right. The time release. Uh, no, but a friend of mine uh, gave me a Ritalin once when I was writing a book, and it was... I liked it so much, I was like, I can never do this again. It feels good. It's euphoric, and you're you're firing on all cylinders. Totally. Totally. I mean, I, like, you know, my lips were white yeah. after two hours. <laughs> but other than that, like, it was pretty yeah. great, you know? Because you're like, I haven't drank water in two days. This right. can't be great. But I would jerk off a lot. I was always so horny on Whoa, Ritalin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just It was like, they say meth does that, too. You, you just, like, start jerking off a ton and watching porn. Ooh. Yeah. So you're taking apart a vacuum cleaner, then you jerk it, then you go back to the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you use the vacuum cleaner yeah. to suck your dick yeah. off. <laughs> um, that's wild. And then, okay, so so I also think shit starts to happen where you're mixing stuff. You're like, I'm going to yes. have a drink, and then I'm going to, or you know. So for me, taking weed to sleep, I think also one of the biggest problems with that was I wasn't having dreams. Mm. I know this is dorky. A woman needs to talk about her dreams. <laughs> um, but I found myself, I would just go to sleep, wake up in the same position, and not dream. And I feel like that's where we process a lot of our anxieties Whoa. and a lot of our fears. And it's where you like, you know, just like release and expunge a lot of old anxiety. And I found myself when I wasn't smoking weed being more and more anxious about like things I wasn't normally anxious about. And then my tolerance for discomfort went so down. And I found myself being such an immature baby. Like I remember one time I was like opening um like an alpha brain or something. And um, which is the most fun 
thing to me when you start doing drugs you then start getting like healthier in other ways yeah. <laughs> if so you, true. I was like well I, my memory's going so I should probably do alpha brain like, or just stop smoking weed you idiot yeah. and after the crack I went keto <laughs> you know <laughs> just to even it out and so I um, was like trying you know when there's like a plastic around a thing you have to open it's just like annoying yeah. and you're just like 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 and I tried like three times to get it off and I was like fuck this right and I was like if that's how fast I'll not open a vitamin bottle yeah. because I'm like all of a sudden my it's not my attention span my patience started yes. getting really short well good good for you to catch that because most people just go that way well, they just become like, that person I had to look through a lot of YouTube comments uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know people let me know right, you know right well be careful with those comments those are vicious yeah yeah you're so right about the processing things because everybody's like I need to be happy I'm so unhappy let me take a pill but you're like you're supposed to be unhappy every now and then Co the, you need contrast yeah it can't all be highs exactly I mean it's like in program you know they say that alcoholics are the only people that think they should be having fun all the time mm. and when you're sort of like yeah well, it's not we don't celebrate every night. Yeah. You know, so I found myself being like, ah, I've had a hard day. I mean, my mom died and I really took that as like a, I don't need to feel, I don't want to feel this pain. Yeah. But it's like, you should feel that pain. Sure. You, you should, should be sad and grieve. And I just, I didn't want to. And then sure. the other curveball is when we were working on the OnlyFans Rose to Burt Kreischer. Mm -hmm. I love all y'all. Um, not singling anyone out because everyone did it. So I couldn't. Um, there was a lot of microdosing mushrooms. Ah, uh, yes. Which <laughs> seem to really work for people, but also don't take their word for it. Right, right. <laughs> Everyone's like, this has like changed my life. It's really helping me. I'm like, well, you did show up three hours late. <laughs> so I, the, your account of it is you're like, I don't even care that I'm late. Right. That's how much I accept what's going on. And like, this is just the way the traffic is going today. And I'm just going to be my authentic self. And it's Ugh, like, it's exhausting. I got your jokes and half the words were misspelled. Yeah. But like, like, I just wrote all these jokes and like yeah. didn't criticize myself. I'm like, maybe you should. There's a kid in your bumper. <laughs> <laughs> he just ran over a kid, and you're like, I don't care. He That's was meant to die. That's not your car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, let me try this. Like, I'm going through grief, whatever. And the pr biggest problem with it, I feel like, is that it was microdose mushrooms in, which, by the way, microdose, it can turn macro really fast. Yeah, so true. If the microdose tells you, well, that dose didn't work. It's just the tip of drugs. You know, <laughs> I'll just put the tip in, and before you know it, your ball's deep in an asshole. <laughs> So yeah, it's I know what you mean. <laughs> it's exactly, and then it's chocolate bars. So right, I, it's, it's unclear whether I'm addicted to mushrooms or I'm just a chocoholic. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I just would be like, these are delicious, and I was just like pot, and then I'd be like, oh wait, that's drugs. Yeah. Well, have you heard the lobster theory? No. I can't remember who said some famous brilliant physicist guy, whatever. He said lobsters, you know, they have the shell, then they have the gooey internal veiny part. Yeah. So the gooey internal veiny part keeps growing and it butts up against the shell and it hurts. So they have to go hide under a rock, shed the shell, which is very painful, and then build a new shell and then they come back out. And then, you know, a few years go by, they have to shed the shell again because they keep growing. Mm. And the point is, it takes like five of those to become a full size lobster. But if it was humans, we would just take a pill every time you hurt <gasps> and you wouldn't grow. Whoa. So you would just be butting up against the shell, but you wouldn't feel it. But you'd never grow as a lobster. And that's what we do now. We just take a pill instead of dealing with it and processing it. Which is it. like whack-a-mole. Yeah. It's going to come out other ways. And exactly. Then you shoot up a school. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, I've never done, thank God and who knows, like, um, 
I've always, I was so before, like, ah, substances have never been my thing, whatever. So I'm like, you know, let's just stay humble here that I've never, the pills have never been my thing. I see people that are on that shit and it's like, it goes from five milligrams to 50 in oh, like yeah. a month. Oh yeah. It's amazing what the human liver can take. You, you know, guys like, I'm on my 50th volume and you're like, wow. Yeah. I take one and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was... I want to say, I don't know, when I was on the road, like, I don't know, a couple years, before the pandemic, I would do, like, Benadryl to sleep, mm-hmm. or, like, those Z-Quills, dude. Oh, those are good. Uh, the fact that those are legal is shocking. <laughs> One know. time I took those, and I fired my lawyer, and he was not my lawyer. <laughs> it was wild. Like, I, it, for some reason, well, that's just alcohol, right? Isn't... Z-Quill? NyQuil is just, like, alcohol, right? Is that right? I figured it was... Like, other what's no, the thing that makes you fall asleep? Uh... Melatonin? It's Sudafed. Ambien? Oh, Sudafed. That's, well, isn't that what you make meth out of? Or, or is that? Well, it's a component of it, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Wild. Wild. The new thing everyone's into is Kratom. Have you done that? No, I heard it's bad news. Oh, right. now, I know a couple people that, like, you know, they're going through a rough divorce. Oh, right. Yeah. Eww. yeah. I heard it's highly addictive and it's hard to... Hard to kick. But it's like natural, isn't it? That, that's well, what so are mushrooms. That, that's part of what got me, dude. I was exactly. like, this comes from the earth. Like, the earth wouldn't want me to derail my life. Right. Or ruin <laughs> any relationships. Like, these are mushrooms. Like, we're both made out of the same thing. And you're like, no. No, no. What's that shit in, in uh, oh, fuck. It was in Breaking Bad. Ricin. What's that? Ricin's a poison. You can kill people with ricin. And ricin is a poison. Yeah, a poison found naturally in castor beans. Yes, I've see, heard that's of natural. this. Castor beans are chewed and swallowed. They release. So this is like how women like poison their wives. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah. Look, that, hey. that happens too. <laughs> 2023, baby. That's like. Remember Norm's? Do you see Norm's special that he did over the pandemic? Yeah. I'm gonna butcher this, of course. Norm's, you know, my favorite favorite, and um. When he would say, like, so there was this weatherman or woman. (laughs) (laughs) Like everything, it made me laugh so hard. Because also castor oil, when you are trying to give birth and can't, apparently if you put on castor oil, it will induce birth. Whoa. Yeah. Can be a form of powder, mist, or pellet, or it can be dissolved in water or weak acid. Uh Uh-huh. I only learned from Breaking Bad. They killed a guy with rice. Okay, let's see if I can do this without it being a total mess. This is Boozy talking about... Okay. But you actually made an interesting statement. You told people to stop taking fentanyl and go back to crack. Crack. I'm promoting it. (laughs) (laughs) Fentanyl killing all the junkers who've been junkers. I'm talking, it's killing the junkers who've been junkers for forever. Yes. Soon as they hit it, they did. Right. Crackhead, this nigga shoot threes, this nigga shoot basketball, this nigga, this nigga run. Run a hundred miles. Ah. This nigga get sang. This nigga fix your car motor. Ah. Been doing this for 20 years. This motherfucker still running around the neighborhood. <laughs> when have you ever heard crackheads hitting the pipe and dying the first time? Never. Never. This spin all shit is different. I would much rather crack. He's not wrong. I would much rather, much rather crack. You said I've been seeing my crackhead people for 30 years. <laughs> True. This nigga hit fentanyl two times. He's gone. You never see him again. Right. right. I promote crack before fentanyl. I'm sorry. Right. And, and you know something? Then crackhead, bro, they can do anything. You ever see those crackhead <laughs> couples that have been together for like 15 years? They can do anything. And they're still smoking crack and they're still together. They can do anything, year. bro. Crackhead, bro. Whatever was in crack, they gave them a real powers. Did you ever see the video of the crackhead with the kangaroo? 
No, I ain't see it. Hold on a second. That's a funny sentence. Fucking fentanyl, man. That shit, that shit killed Junkie, bro. That shit, that shit done killed so many people in, in Baton Rouge, bro. Like, it's sad, bro. Like, Look at this. So ridiculous. So how it's was right. how it's exactly right? Well, we had a, when they were a mayor, Marion Barry was on crack. I'm from DC. We voted for him to be reelected. Look at that. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston, crackhead. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. So he's got a point. Yeah. That I mean, it's you know, I, ideally these aren't your two choices in sure, life. But sure. but yes. But you did fentanyl. How did that go? And did you do it on purpose? No, I I thought it was a Xanax and it had fentanyl in it. And I slept for like 42 hours. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How, was this something that you got? From I couldn't sleep, so I had this guy who opened for me in San, T- San Antonio, and I said, hey, man, if you can get some Xanax, I just got to go to bed. I haven't slept in days. And he was like, I got you, man. I'm an addict. I can get anything you want. <laughs> and he got some like heavy-duty shit, and I didn't know it was stepped on. And I slept. I missed the gigs. Slept through the night. My opener, my other opener, had to come wake me up. They had taken me out of my hotel room because I ran over time, and they just pulled me into the lobby. And like pack my bags and just put it in the lobby of a red roof inn. And uh, eventually my my opener came and found me. And he was like walking me around. He said my feet were just dragging. It's like Weekend at Bernie's totally. style. I was Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eventually they, he's like, maybe I'll get an IV. So he got me an IV and that like woke me up. Like a, like a, like a Burt Kreischer, Dave Chappelle drunk guy IV. And that woke me up, and I was, like, coming to, and I was wonky. I, I filmed all of it. I was like, ah, I looked like you. I, I like, <laughs> you look like me on the no, way to I'm Vegas. But, yeah, it was crazy. But then I, I came to and uh, got my shit together. Oh, it took about a day to, like, re- recoup. It was wild. Did you, and you just knew it was fentanyl? Cause the, the, That's what the, the lady said. The, she was, like, a nurse, and she's like, this is a fentanyl. I've seen this. She's like, you're lucky to be alive. I That's only took a terrifying. little. Terrifying. So, stay off drugs, kids. Don't take or drugs from openers. Or maybe get from doctors if you're, or not. I don't know. Yeah, gotta get to natural. Gotta figure out why I can't sleep. Did you ever? Um, uh, there's this the theory called the night watcher theory. I think I have the book downstairs about how, in tribal times, they don't call me Ho Rogan for nothing. Um, that. <laughs> Back in the day, like there were people that had to stay up at night while everyone else slept, right? Ah. So it was your job to, you know, look here for tigers and, you know, protect the tribe, basically. And those people always were basically nocturnal. They would breed with them and yeah. they essentially became nocturnal. And so they say some of us just descend from night watchers Whoa. and we just kind of naturally, when the sun goes down, like we're hyper vigilant and we're awake. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. The, the sun goes down, I'm up. Up. Because everyone else is in bed and I like it. I feel alone and Same. I feel like I can uh, do and, my shit. And then also, like growing up in an alcoholic home it's like ACA 101 is like that when things get dark that's when you have to be right you know basically on alert my house people are breaking in all the time so I was always up at night I think we know why you can't sleep yeah I guess so I never thought about that yeah so but I had to do like EMDR around that kind of stuff I also started listening to whale sounds Ooh, (laughs) that's exactly what it sounds like oh sorry Uh, the new album alright I feel like those jokes are open now because she came out as a Dude, I mean, it, it's an interesting one. It's fun. 
I like when a canceler, or not a canceler, but like a pro this and pro that yeah. actually is full of shit and we catch them. And also, like, she's the one that empowered these girls to think they were queens that deserved respect. Totally. With her own, you know what I mean? Don't tell all, all women are queens, like princesses maybe? Do they yeah. have to, like, yeah. queens already? I know, it's a leap. It's like the guy who's like super homophobic and he's blowing dudes behind the shed. Yes, right, you know? all of them. Yeah, yeah usually. Yeah. Right? Usually. Remember all those Republicans that were busted in the airport having yeah. Yeah, tapping on the on the floor yeah. with the shoe. Yeah, yeah, that was there. Like, Which gay is code. gay enough that you're tap dancing. Yeah. You know, like action. Me, are your subscriptions draining your wallet? The average person has around twelve paid subscriptions, and they might not even remember subscribing to all that. What a hassle! If you have no idea just how much you're spending each month, did you just see me hit myself in the face by accident? You need Rocket Money. It's this great app. It tracks all of your expenses so you know exactly where your money is going. Did you know 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? Huh? Yeah, we need to make weed illegal again. But the point is, think of how many free trials you subscribe to that you probably never canceled. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. I'm talking to you, fan cl- Maroon 5 fan club who got me. And got me good, charging me $7 for four years. Rocket Money and I are coming for you. I use Rocket Money. I was paying for two gyms I didn't know about. Google Pay, Pat, I sent you this email. But I was like, what is this? It was $2.99 a month, but it's still annoying. Why do I have zombie account? Why, why am I subscribed to Hulu Plus Minus? Why am I still subscribed to HBO? It said Home Box Office. I don't think that's been the name of it for like 10 years. So I don't know. I had all these other emails, I guess I was paying for that aren't even company like SBC Global. I'm like, why do I have a GeoCities account? It was just a mess. The New York Times. I'm paying for the New York Times. That trash rag. Are you nuts? Hey, I did some free trial and then they got me hook, line and sinker. And I've been paying for what? Recipes on how to make avocado toast. We all know how to make it. Rocket Money scrapes through your stuff to find all of these sick criminal companies bleeding you dry. I was spending $280 a month on these criminals that tricked me. It's all collusion. Thank you, Rocket Money, for showing them who's boss. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, when in reality, the number is closer to $200. When you're signed up for so many things like Streaming services, you used to watch one show or free trials for deliveries that you don't use. It's easy to lose track of what you're paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones that you don't want with the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Gross. Rocket Money does all of the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate lower bills for you. This is amazing. By up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Why even get married? Why even get a husband? If rock, That's the only point of having them. <laughs> Rocket Money is replacing your need to get betrothed. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. Genius. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash Whitney. That's rocketmoney.com slash Whitney, rocketmoney.com slash Whitney. But please don't unsubscribe to the good for you (laughs) emails, (laughs) but we don't charge you, right? 
do you have like employees now? I should. I don't. No. I. Don't. I, I mean. I need an assistant. I, why? I fuck up everything. I double book. I fuck up a flight. I'll book it for the wrong year. You need an assistant just to get you Xanax. Safe, yeah, safe. that too. <laughs> you need, this, you yeah. need just like a sober drug dealer. Right. Um. But uh, I think that a lot of people don't understand. Like, of course, your employees aren't your friends. Whatever. I think it's really hard for us as comics. It's like because when we have openers, we're yeah. friends with them, yes. like legitimately, and like we can be different like levels. And it doesn't feel like hierarchical and mm-hmm. we're genuinely equals, totally. even though other people not, might not perceive us that way or they might not perceive us that way. But it's like what I think Lizzo really doesn't understand. It's like no one wants to celebrate with you. Like yes. they're not celebrating. So yes. it's like you bring your dancers that are making $200 a show, like come to the strip club, like let's celebrate. Like they're they don't want to be behind you. They don't right. want to be in your Instagram story while you're giving $1,000 to a stripper and answer it. Like, yes. they don't have anything to celebrate yet. Like, they want to be back in their hotel room making their TikToks so that they can be you one day. Yeah. And I think that sometimes I've done it where it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I finally have stuff. You know, I was treated like such garbage when I was you know, works for other people or just like, and not even with the people I open for all the time, but like working on writing staffs and stuff like Mm. that. It's like, them taking us out to dinner would have been such a big deal. Totally, you know, like totally. we were starving. Like yes. that would have been awesome, you know, to feel like a human being or feel seen by whatever. But the idea of like these days being like, come, let's go party. Let's go to the strip club. Like they don't see it that way. No. And I think things have shifted a little like generationally. Like I remember, I'm not going to say who, but I opened for a guy and I didn't know what to do. I'm in the green room and it's quiet. And I'm like, so uh, how'd you, how long you been doing it? He goes, we're not fucking girls. We don't have to fake conversation. And I was like, okay. Was it Wayne Brady? Cause he's pansexual and he just didn't want to fall in love with you. No, no, I wish. I wish it was at that level. It was way lower. <laughs> Wayne Brady's famous, but no, he's a funny guy. It was just like, uh, but it, to me, I was like, oh, now I know. Like, yeah. I, it was just like a work. It was a work thing, but there was a lot of that. I feel like the, there was a real hierarchy then. Yeah. Don't you feel like there was so more of true. a... Like, hey, don't talk. You can't talk to us. Also, there wasn't TikTok, YouTube, yeah. Instagram, where you're like, if this person doesn't like me... Good point. Like, this is my only shot of being seen is going on the road with this person. This is my only shot of working. Yes, exactly. You know? Like, basically, like, headliners were your ticket to getting stage time. 100%. Now it's weird, because, like, headliners book the feature. Like, clubs used to book a feature. Interesting. Now the headliner books the feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... For sure. That's kind of negating your point. But I think you're still, you still have a good point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See how I got to no. make everybody happy no. here? Yeah. It's so interesting because it's like, I think of you like, you know, I was talking to someone about this, right? I was like, I think like pound for pound, Norman might be like the bravest person on podcasts. Like just what? in terms of, just in terms of like your, have oh you God, heard Kanye? You know, I don't, a comic, <laughs> oh, okay. a comic. Um, uh, but I realized that when people call a woman brave, it's a just an insult um <laughs> it either means you look old and have the audacity uh, to go on camera or like you're willing to be annoying or something no but i mean like like you'll go for these like incendiary areas where i feel like a lot of people would bite their tongue or a lot of people would like get sanctimonious or self-righteous and it makes me jealous sometimes because i'm like oh, don't say that or like cut that yeah and like but yet you're this person who's like really cares what people think oh yeah i think most people are, are look at cosby not to compare my myself to Cosby but he's 
super pull your pants up, speak well, family values, yep. and then he's a serial rapist. Yep, yeah. So I think everybody has that weird. Um, I'd rather pretend I'm the serial rapist on camera and be the good person. Yeah, exactly. I do think it's so. That is so true. Everybody evens out. You know, if you go all the way this way, you know, you're coming back that way. It's like we talked about a couple of celebrities in the kitchen who have that. They're yeah. like all this online, and then they're actually terrible people in real life. Yes, and I just I feel like you know. It's interesting because I, I, to a fault, I think sometimes overshare or like show too much of my like shadow self, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on camera and stuff. I should probably, you know, but to me, that's always a way of going. Like, I just don't want to feel like I'm hiding anything. It's right. like, you're only as sick as your secrets. Like, I never want to feel like I'm full of shit or like lying or, mm -hmm. you know, and also it's like a big part of our job as comedians is to like say the things no one else will say. Just, yes. Just to surprise people. It's, exactly. And like, I don't even believe what I'm saying. Of course. I'm joking. I don't, I mean, I still say retard, but so off, on and off camera. Yeah. <laughs> say, I'm sorry. Sorry. Like, um, but like saying things where you're like, I just said it because no one else can say it and we all get to right. go, oh, okay, we're not China. Yeah. And that's the essence of comedy. Like I saw David Tell on stage and he goes, what do you do? And the guy goes, I work for Nickelodeon. And he goes, no wonder I'm hard. And it's, it's, a, it's such a great <laughs> line and so quick but he's it's funny because he's not hard correct that's the joke it wouldn't be yes and then they go oh what is he attracted to kids no no that's why it's funny because he's also, not so we have to let people be dumb i guess so but you can be dumb but don't don't call me a pedophile because yeah. you're dumb yeah you know? yeah 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 so that's the hard part but it's just it's inevitable it's interesting because like did People do that before there was just no way of witnessing no way of it. it to you. So like people would leave a Richard Pryor show and be like, he is this, but there was just, he would never hear about it. A hundred percent. And I think uh, I heard Seth MacFarlane on an interview once said he, he got uh, like 79 bags of hate mail, like written mail, and he would just throw them in an incinerator. But he, he counted like, I got 79 bags last season from Family Guy. And that's what it is. But it's just on a comment now. And also, I think that, like, for me, maybe I'm going too hard in the other direction just to be able to, like, get through the day or something. Um, but think about how much pain you have to be in to write a letter. I know. It's hilarious. And then lick like, it, <laughs> mail it, put it there. You know, like, I don't want to write a letter to my is, aunt. I, it's like, because we, we were talking about addictions earlier. Like, we all have had weird addictions. Like, we've all, you know, like, you know, people eat their hair. And, right. you know, people eat mattresses. <laughs> yeah. I just I just did a refresher on um, intervention. Oh, great show. <laughs> um, and so some people's is like the self-righteous indignation addiction of like, I'm outraged by this thing, you yeah. know? And I think there are some people I got in a fight with. um a pretty rough fight uh, with somebody and the interview didn't end up airing because Whoa. this person said to me, she was like, you know, like, because, you know, we see how comedy is causing violence. Oh, against. That's and I was like, I was one. like, let me stop you right there. Yeah. This was like four months after Chris Rock had been punched in the face on stage for a very benign joke. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know, he had so many other sniper ass savage joke that he's of like, course. oh, that's too rough. Let's just do the G.I. Jane yes. one. You know, and he's like, let's just go easy on her, you totally, know? Totally, totally. And um, and then Chappelle had been attacked at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm -hmm. Like th uh Kim Congdon, Ariel Got Elias the beer thrown at her. had the beer thrown at her. And there, I mean, John Caparulo had something thrown at him at Hermosa. It's Jim like, Jeffries was punched in the face years ago. Dude, that is so wild, that video. I um, know, but it kind of broke him. 
But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Joan Dangerfield, Rodney's um, uh, widow, is a good friend of mine, and she was telling me about how Rodney used to get beat up after shows is that all right? the time. Yeah, Whoa. it's like, this is just like, we have no protection, we have no security. Um, so I was like, let me stop you right there, because comedians are getting physically assaulted like on stage. And I'm not just talking about the rich ones that have security and help, right. you know? It's like most of it is ones that are just like at bar shows yeah, yeah. in Cincinnati. Exactly. And what'd she say? It got really awkward. Really? Yeah. She's well, like, no, but you know what I mean. And I'm like, no, I no. You just made a statement yes. saying that we are causing violence. And you she know? just read that somewhere. And now she's regurgitating it. She doesn't. It's such a stupid uh, notion. Like Bill Burr had that great point where he's on a morning show and the mm-hmm. lady's like, don't you think it went a little far with the priest yeah, pedophile jokes? He's like, don't you think the priest went a little too far? It's like, go to that first and then come to me. Because it's also like, if you. Um, and I, I don't know. It's the kind of thing where it's like, are you someone that just feels so helpless about things? Yeah. You need someone to blame and we're easy to blame because we'll yeah. take blame a lot. Exactly. Because we're also the kind of people to go, I'm a piece of shit and da da da. But we can't do it to the point to where we're going, oh yeah, we cause violence. Like, right. fuck out of here, dude. I know. Like, it's just, I mean, did you have violence at your shows? After the pandemic, there were a lot of fistfights in the audience at my shows. But I think that was more from um, the pandemic, like, Tension. Oh sure, yeah, I've had was... guys come on stage before, but I've, that was pre-pandemic. So it it definitely happens. Mm-hmm. At Hartford Funny Bone, I had a guy come on stage. Yeah, it got pretty ugly. But I he was like walking up, and I kept kicking him while he was walking up the stairs because I didn't want him to get up there. And then they finally, you know, this the guy had like a wing in his mouth. The security guy, he's like, oh shit, all right, you know, no one gives a fuck. And uh, it he got he like tackled the guy, but it got pretty close. What, was there a certain joke or like, do, could you pinpoint what you think the... He's doing that thing where he's in the front row with his friends and they're shitting on me low, like quiet, so no one else could hear it. Yep. So I yep. just was like, I just snapped, you know, about 20 minutes in, I couldn't handle it anymore. He's like, this guy fucking, you fucking suck. You're the worst comic ever. You fucking hack. And I kept ignoring it because no one else could hear it. And then I just go, fuck you, you piece of shit. I just like lost it. And I was attacking his appearance. And he was like a schlubby Comic-Con looking kind of guy. Uh-huh. And I was like, you're probably a fucking virgin. Da da da. And when I said virgin... He just Whoa. stood up and he was like, that's it. And Incels like, don't like being called virgins. No, exactly. And everybody in the back's going, why are you fuck with the guy? Leave him alone. Because they Cause didn't they know. Because they didn't hear. Oh, exactly. God. So it was a tough spot. And then he's coming on stage and they're like, well, good for him. He got yelled at for no reason. And so now they all hate me. He hates me. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. He was saying shit. And they're like, I didn't hear anything. And then now he's coming up the little stairs and I'm kicking him <laughs> on the way up. <laughs> And uh, they finally, you know, went at him. We've been yelling for like five minutes, and they they didn't do anything about that. And then when he started coming up, they tackled him. But I could have taken him. He was like a real nerdy (laughs) kind of Jonah Hill guy. We're here to make yuck yucks and make life a little easier, guys. And you came to the show. Maybe the audiences should do indica. No, I've changed my mind altogether. <laughs> Maybe no gin and tonics at Good shows. Good point. It is wild. I mean, it's. It, I find like sometimes the hardest to deal with is girls because mm. you, they know you can't hit them. Right. You know, and when girls are kind of like positive, helpful, heckling. Yeah, Nashville, yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> um, and Woo! it's all, on always. on that pedal bike all well, day. Well, yes, because yeah. And they're yeah. all at their bachelorette party, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, you know, and you, like, there's nothing you can really do. And then it's like when you're sort of the underdog, you know, like back in the day, I don't know, and then maybe the climate has changed. You could right. say, like, can someone put a dick in her mouth? And yes, it's like, fine. Yes. Now you kind of, like, can't. And because um, women are, like, equal now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and it's tricky because you're in this situation where you're like, and I think 
this is our fault, but I think the crowd work videos. Has, oh, yeah. Have you noticed a difference? I've heard some comics have to go, this is the comedy stand-up yep. portion. Please stop yelling out. I'm like, that's my nightmare. They're like, I'm going to star in this yes, TikTok video. Exactly. Uh, they've got on a, I know when someone's wearing like a cowboy hat. Yeah, a boa they, yeah, on a lady yeah. is bad. Boa is bad. <laughs> when they're facing away from you yeah. and towards the camera. You just see the tiara twinkling. You're like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> So like a dick hat, it's yeah. over. Oh, dick it's hat's over. the worst. Yeah. That's a lot. Is there anything that you feel like, like any, uh, I think you said you were working on new jokes last night. Yeah. Is there anything um, that you're like working, that you like can't, or like isn't working oh, and you don't know why? Story of my life. The, the jokes you can't crack and you always like pull your hair out. Then one day you're just taking a dump and you're like... <laughs> Uh, pancakes it's pancakes I got it you know and, but that's that's you know it takes time it takes the time to that do that things that just like haunt you yes but those are the ones that when you figure it out they're the best ones are there any in particular or like premise wise or things that you're like ah because this just happened in the news this no longer like I was oh, working yeah. on this joke and like I know it's a dated joke in mm. a lot of ways but I think that's part of the reason I kind of like it. Mm. it um and it's not it's not there yet but I was trying to do something about um like how every time an actress gets hugged too long we like have to march and sh like the world shuts down you know <laughs> you know yeah but like no one cares about boys that were molested in Ooh. the catholic church like i mean bill burr just brought right. like no one care it's That's it's it's kind of like literally no one cares like right. I, like and um well rogan had a similar bit not oh to, tell me not to fuck no, with please. You, but i think it's different enough yeah yeah his please. was uh it's horrible what happens to women you guys get assaulted and this mm. and that but at least when that happens to you, people give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If my buddy got raped, I'd laugh at him. Like yeah. if Harvey Weinstein raped him, he'd be like, ah, your asshole's bleeding. You know? That was his bit, which is so true. Well, I was just trying to go more of the angle of like how I think it's because when you hear the word molested. Yeah. No one really knows what molested is. Mm, because vague. like, do you know what I'm saying? Like when someone says molested, it's like, does that mean like. Where you're, right. you're the priest is like I. That's what I would think. Like yeah. your he's actually like like blowing or like having sex with a butt or something. And then if someone's like, no, it's just like diddle, just touching balls. Yeah. Like I, no one knows. There's a big spectrum right, of things right. that could be totally, and no one can talk about it because what if I went too far in the what I thought it was and now oh, I'm the weirdo? Oh, interesting. Like I was kind of trying to go like until the word molested gets more specific. Yeah. We can't do this because then I might risk embarrassing myself by right. saying something way grosser than yeah. actually it was or yeah. something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to be the one who's like, oh, so you blew your son. Like, no, yeah, no, I no. just fondled him. What? Yeah, no. Yeah. We just like made out a little. Yeah. But, you know, I don't yeah. know. Like I just, you know, so I, do, I still don't know what molested actually means. Right. <laughs> Whether it means the either. full shebang or if it's just... Yeah. Yeah, that is tough. I, I feel like that with lesbian sex. <laughs> I don't know. If, is it fingering? Is it scissoring? Is it eating out? Is it's, it strap on? It's very vague. I think it's a lot. All I think it might be a lot all of those things. Okay, okay. Yeah, they, so would, would you, you fucked a girl, right? You mentioned that. <laughs> I have. How do you think I got pregnant? <laughs> yeah. So did that involve everything? Yeah, it kind of involves everything. And then the 
I mean, at least LA LA women are in big into the toy scene. They're uh, like, they're, I I was like Carrot Top in there. You're like a prop <laughs> comic. I feel like Santa. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just couldn't do it anymore. It's just like I can't. I'm not taking on any new chargers. Um, got it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sex toy chargers are always like like delicate. Like they delicately yeah. just kiss each other, <laughs> and then you have to just like you know. Um, you have to listen to the toys day. That's the only way it charges. <laughs> My wife has like 800 vibrators and will be like in the throes of passion. And she's like, get the vibrator. I open the drawer and I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, this one, no, this one, oh, that one's dead. Oh, that one's out of juice. That one's out of commission. It's, it's so much. Yeah. It's the, and everyone has a different charger and the charging ports are always very, it's almost like the, the clit, the (laughs) charging, trying to find the charging port on a sex toy is like a guy. That's good. Or a guy just trying to find the vagina hole. I I feel like you guys are always surprised at how far back. Yeah, it really goes (laughs) under there. I used to think girls peed out of the front, like a, almost like a, where the dick is. Right, right. But yeah. boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I don't know how to say this, but I'm just going to say it. Guess what I'm up to these days. Pat, what do you think I'm up to? Are you even being recorded? I hope, I hope you're putting your feet up and relaxing. That would be ideal. Look, Pat, I don't have time to put my feet up just because I'm pregnant. I'm too busy probably suing Akon. Okay, you know Akon, you know him from the songs that he's had to write where he apologizes. Imagine getting to a point in your career where you're just going, sorry for the things I've done. Sorry for all the things I'm gonna. (laughs) Like, imagine being so morally, what is it? Morally compromised that you need to start putting out bops. Just apologies. Just to cover your bases legally <laughs> or do damage control. So Akon, that singer, remember on this podcast, we have a very viral sound on TikTok where Miranda Cosgrove came on and I went, what's your favorite curse word? Why am I mocking myself? But I did kind of sound like that. Uh, Miranda Cosgrove brings out the 13 year old and everyone. And I was like, what's your favorite curse word? And she's like, probably the curse word that she says. And it was like this big thing. Akon takes takes it, makes a song out of it, makes all this money, but I own it. What? You can't do that. You just can't do that. I'm not normally a litigious person. Nobody is really until they are, until someone does something so flagrant that you feel so disrespected and so violated. They just, it's too far. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but Morgan and Morgan I see the way they operate and it's made me think, you know what? Maybe it's time I stand up for myself for once, you know, I'm, th- I'm maybe it's cause I'm pregnant, but I'm thinking in terms of justice for once. I used to be the person that was like, ah, no, I'm just gonna let this person take advantage of me. Yeah, I'm just gonna let this person walk all over me. Yeah. No, I was at the grocery store the other day. Okay. First mistake. And I was in the parking lot. There were, it's always the woman with the yoga mat. It's always the people that have a yoga mat and you're like, oh, they must be like a relaxed, calm person. Why are you carrying it around the grocery store? Why do you have it on your back? Leave it in the car, first of all, okay? She goes to her, it's almost to let people know, like, I'm better than you. Look at my Harry Winkle yoga mat. Like, get out of my way. I'm going to the seeds section. I'm going to go scoop seeds out of the plastic. It's like that person. It, it's in a bag already. Get the one with the bag. I don't know. 
So then she, uh, we're kind of, you know, when you're just like on the same journey with someone in a grocery store, like I couldn't get rid of her. I couldn't get her out. It was like, she was haunting me. So then we check out at the same time. We go to the, our, our cars at the same time. She doesn't return her cart and I'm suing. Just kidding. That's not why. Uh, but that's your first red flag. I'll be in court. Like she didn't return her cart, your honor. And everyone's like, guilty. So she doesn't return her cart. She just leaves it out. To for who knows who to get hit by, or or some underpaid person have to go bring back in in a hundred degree weather. Who cares? Not relevant. Uh, and then she gets in her car, starts Instagramming who God knows what about the seeds or nuts that she just bought, and she almost hits like two people. And I'm like watching this, and I'm like, if she hits someone, I am a witness. Like I am. I like took my phone out. I was like. And then I, I almost caused an accident because I was trying to film her, maybe causing an accident in case I needed to like testify. I think she was on some edibles or God knows what. Anyway, the point is, I just watched this woman almost hit two people. She was like going some crazy way in the in the she was going against the thing and had this. It was very dramatic. OK, the point is. I was an eyewitness and I was ready to deliver justice. OK. Did you know that 35% of all fatal accidents occur between 6 p.m. and midnight? It was 7.30. Boom. People aged 25 to 34 have the highest amount of drivers involved in car crashes. Thanks, social media. People aged uh, 15 to 24 had the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all age groups. So look, if you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan is America's largest injury law firm. They have over 100 offices nationwide and more than 800 lawyers. With over $15 billion recovered for over 300,000 clients, Morgan and Morgan has proven a track record of fighting to get you full and fair compensation. Morgan and Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan and Morgan is so easy. Life is hard. Navigating a grocery store is hard. Submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is easy. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash Whitney or dial pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's for F-O-R, thepeople.com slash Whitney or pound 529 from your cell phone. This is a paid advertisement. See you soon, Akon. And so let me ask you, do, are, do you ever feel threatened by the sex toys? No, I see it as an assist. That's cool. You know, I like it. And I want her to get off. Yeah, I just, I just don't. My big bottom line with sex toys is I don't need the veins. Oh, uh, I thought, because you can get extra veiny. I thought it was <laughs> women like the veins. I don't, I, I. Because it's, it's ribbed, kind of. Yeah, but I. <laughs> I don't know. Is this, did you, for her did pleasure? you buy the hook, line, and sinker, the ad campaign of Trojan, like <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure? I thought that was a good thing. <laughs> I just like I don't let's not pretend it's a dick. Okay. We don't need to get make it like so realistic. Right. Let's just make it a weird alien orb. Yeah. You know. Might as well put a ward on there. Yeah. We're going realistic, <laughs> exactly. you know. You know, let's go all the Can way. Can I get the uncircumcised one? Yeah. It's like, it's also tie-dye. Like, let's not, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is yeah. bright purple. We don't need to add, like, veins right, to it. Right. Um, that's interesting. Was that did, was that something that you guys, like, came about together? Or was that something she already had, like, a protocol down before you met? She was always a, a big vibrating lady. Good for her. And, uh, which is good, because that means she... A vibrating lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, means, like, she knows her way around the, uh, the kitchen there. That's cool, because I feel like... Like I spent a lot of time assuming I was like, don't you know? 
I don't know. And guys are like, I don't know. And I'm like, neither am I. No. All right, no. let's just let's pretend. And then she hands it to me, and I just start hitting stuff. And I'm, she's like, lower to the right. I'm like, ah, oh, jeez. So I'm learning too. I like that. I like I'm that. I'm all about, all about direction. Yeah, but that's, I mean, how could you not be? I, yeah, I know. I find it really annoying. Like, it is funny though when you're hooking up with someone for the first time and they just go into what worked on the previous person. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, so I now true. know exactly. I know so much about your ex now. That's true. You know? Yeah, you like, you go right for the choke and they're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a big one. Or the finger. The guys will do that when I, they're worried I'm going to talk. Um, <laughs> let me ask, But if you're going to choke, you have to do it. Right. Do you know what I mean? You can't just kind of. Yeah, don't make me act. Yeah. Don't make me like, you know, <laughs> like just do it or don't. But I, I was dating a guy who is in the medical profession. And one time I kind of like just sort of encouraged the choking thing for mm -hmm. him to do it. And he did it like like he went like this. Oh, no. Like he the trachea. <laughs> like he did it the way like a doctor would. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> it was, like, cute. So Dexter. So do you think people were getting choked in the 50s and just didn't know like that was a thing? They're like, well, are we weird? We choke. I choke you because hmm. no one talked about it. I no think they, about the 80s. No, I think they meant it, though. Oh, I think it was real. <laughs> oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> I guess yeah. like women, that's just I think maybe how it was. That's yeah. a good question. And then also they said sex is way down. Like our parents fucked way more than we fucked. Isn't that is wild? Pretty disturbing. Yeah, I don't. I think that we have this uh, exaggerated version of it because we hear about like polyamory and like yeah. in Tinder. I think a lot of people are like texting, but they're not actually hooking up. I think you're right. And mm -hmm. then porn is obviously way up. Yeah. And hookers are up. And by the way, losing the age you lose your virginity is going up. Oh, really? Dramatically, yeah. What were you? Oof. You don't have to so, say. Yeah, yeah. I was 16. Yeah, low, low teens. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Virginia. Yeah. It did. You know, it's a family, <laughs> family reunion. Just family counts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Louisiana, so. Uh, yeah. Um, and so, okay, it's all going down. Hookers is up. Hookers is way up because no one knows how to interact. Like, no guy has any game mm. or any, like, social skills. So hookers just, I think just, that's you know, cool. Well, because, I mean, it's like back in the day, right? It's like you only were exposed to, like, five or six women in your life. True. You know what I mean? True, the girl and next door. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there was, like, all this variety. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to hurt people. I'm going to get a disease. Yeah. I'm going to get a thing. It makes – when I look at – and maybe this is, like, a, a accidental consequence, good or bad, whatever, of Me Too, where I think a lot of guys are like – uh, sex for sports kind of over. Right. Every right. girl that I kind of have drunk sex with, that could be just a, you know, yeah. Damocles sword hanging over my head forever. Exactly. Why don't I just do it? If I'm going to have transactional sex, why don't we actually do transactional? Yeah, that's sex. a good point. Yeah, I won't get in trouble. There's why not? No bad feeling, no bad blood. Why not? Yeah. They know what they're doing. They're good at it. There's no like vagueness. Like, yeah. no one gets hurt. I'm not against it. I think that's cool. I think it's cool too because it, like, I get that women are more emotional and all that, but like, which is fine. But when they act <laughs> like they're not, that's when it gets tricky. Yeah. When they're like, I'm just like one of the guys. I love yeah. fucking. I have no feelings. Uh -huh. And then you fuck them and they're like, where are you going? Are you moving here? Maybe what do you stop we fucking them so good, Mark. <laughs> oh, no, it's not great. I'll tell you. <laughs> but, you know, I remember like, I don't remember, but like, you know, years ago, you'd fuck a girl on the road. She's like, so are you, are you leaving? You're like, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I'm in Pittsburgh. No, I, I live in New York. <laughs> What, am I going to move here? I don't even know your I, name. Do you think I live at Penguins? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. But that yeah. happened all you the time. You saw my dates on the poster. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And they, but they would buy into it. Like, well, where you can't go. I'm like, uh, I can't wait to go. I mean, it really is tricky because 
Um, yeah, you're not just going to leave me here. <laughs> yeah, right. like that was the plan. Yeah, Pretty Woman ruined it for all of us, ah. dude. I, de- I definitely had that fantasy of like, you're going to get me out of this town and right. take me with you to the big city. Yeah, You're yeah. like, uh, my apartment in New York is smaller than this Pittsburgh hotel room. It's not. <laughs> exactly. It's interesting because I, I definitely tried to have to be that person before and you're like oh no I got it and then you have sex with someone and just the neurochemicals right. like I'm Andrew Huberman can explain it better but yeah you but get but you gotta, you gotta admit that we're wired to get yes. attached like that which is totally cool it's just biological but you know you can't be like no it's no no I brush it right off but then go nuts when you leave because is there a way to do it where there's um minimizes that yeah i mean i've I've known guys i'm not gonna say any names where they're like this is just for fun right we're not i don't want a girlfriend right now i don't want anything serious mm-hmm. like i'm very attracted they're like yeah you. but you haven't met me yeah that makes exactly. me that makes me like women are competitive too guys are competitive in other ways yeah. you know what i mean but like when a guy in my more toxic days glory days if a guy said that, I'd be like, yeah, you just haven't met me. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is going to be, like, I'm level, like, this is, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto, like, a higher level. Like, yeah. this is just going to be a more complicated Rubik's Cube. Right. You know, it's right. almost like I take it as a challenge. Yes, yes. But then when he still is like, all right, got to go, then the shit hits the fan. And then I'm like, oh, so I'm ugly. Right, right. No, you're not ugly. I mean, I wouldn't want to have sex with you if you're ugly. I know, but I was going to change your childhood. You didn't. didn't. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. I got to go. The Kegels didn't do it. Uh, The Kegels were great. You really, it's like, God, maybe it is the way that we were programmed. Of course. Of like romantic comedies, because every romantic comedy always started with the guy who was like, I'm not interested. It's like Vince Vaughn. It's Patrick Dempsey. It's whoever, like, you know, I don't, I can't commit. And then, you know, let's be honest, like a like a six, like yeah. you know, a lot of the actresses that were like in the romantic comedies, the reason we liked them so much is because they weren't Angelina Jolie. Right, you know what I mean? They were like, yeah, and they like changed him, and he yeah. like he went to the airport exactly. to meet her. <laughs> yeah, well, that's your porn. Yeah, that's it, girl it really porn. Is. You know, where guys are like maybe the the mom at the pool will fuck me. And you're I like, still Whoa. watch him just to, to to masturbate to to how. People used to be able to just go to the gate, even if you weren't flying. Uh, I'm like, ah. Uh. Right. You got the guy with the boombox, <laughs> Cusack, and you're, you're coming. It is so wild to watch old comedies like that, and you'll just like Crocodile Dundee. He runs into the airport, past the ticketing counter, Crazy. to the gate. We're like, what? Crazy. Daniel what? Tosh has a great job how he likes 9-11, because he doesn't have to bring his girlfriend to the gate. You know? <laughs> He's like, I'll get you an Uber. Sorry, I can't go in anyway. So thank God for these terrorists. It's a great it is bit. so wild. I know. I I haven't seen Tosh in a while. Yeah, where is he? I don't know. He's so funny. Mm. Great comic. No. Maybe he's where I was in the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He's, um, uh, God, he, I feel like he does something very interesting, which I think Jezelnik kind of does this too. Ali Wong, maybe too. I try to think of the people who I'm like, who are the people that like still like work a lot and mm. but aren't on podcasts or don't have oh, podcasts? Oh yeah, Mulaney's rarely on a yeah, pod. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. And you're kind of like, does it add to like a yeah, mystique? Yeah, exactly. Like, are they sick of us? Exactly. <laughs> are we spreading ourselves too thin? Yeah. Or do have we said these stories over and over? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, like maybe I, I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Well, I'd also think there's some comics who just aren't cut out for like they're yeah. not talky funny. Yeah. They're writer funny. Yeah. 
I feel like I'm not. I maybe sometimes. I think it depends on the chemistry with the person. Like, no, I'm you're not, good on pods. Really? Your pod has gold. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's... you're the female Bobby Lee. <laughs> Bigger dick. I have though. a pot belly. Yeah, yeah, no, but Bobby. Bigger Lee dick, is... smaller belly, and five yeah. months pregnant. <laughs> but Bobby's like, you put him on a pod, it's killer. And you are the same way. You can talk. You can. You got things to say. You have opinions. You're oh, realistic. Gosh. Well, I also kind of like there when I go on other people's podcasts, I'm kind of like. People are here for the hosts, usually, mm -hmm. like, or the chemistry between. Yeah. And I'm fine with going, I'll go in a direction that maybe isn't something I believe just to keep things interesting. That's, but that's a good entertainer. You know? Whereas other people are like, I don't know about that. And you're like, well, what do you think? And they're like, ah. And you're like, well, this is to hit a wall. Well, because I'm like, I, your fans might not like me. You know right. what I mean? And if they're just hearing me as a guest on your podcast, I might as well make bring out a side of you that they don't get to see a lot. That's great. And maybe that's interesting. But that's more than most comics are thinking, I think. Hmm. You're going into it with already, like, some thought put into it, a plan. Yeah. It is kind of wild, though, the idea that, like, you know, comics, like, even when we don't know each other, we do each other's podcasts. Like, yeah. so the idea of, like, you know, people I've talked to that are, you know, not comics, which doesn't happen often, thank God. Yeah. Um, no, kidding. It's just I found that the, the, uh, the more I go out in the world, the more I just do well with comics like of course normies I, I just always feel like i'm bombing i always feel like i'm crossing a line i always oh, feel like i'm offending 100%. people yep, or just yep. like saying the wrong thing or, i'm with you so hard dude, dude i was in line at starbucks and this person was like oh Whitney cummings how's it going i was like good dude the aliens man and i literally just was like let's get into the like i want to go yeah. so i don't do small talk i do big talk right away yes big talk big talk that's the move yeah i'm with you family reunions any kind of like my wife's family i'm totally filtered freaking out i'm like shaking inside don't say this don't say that it's got me in trouble i've been fired anytime i've been hired as like to be me in not a comedy <laughs> setting i've blown it i oh, did a no. gig uh somebody saw me at the cellar and they're like we're hosting a thing for aol i don't know if i'm supposed to say that but they're like it's a halloween show and there'll be a costume contest bobbing for apples the whole thing and we want you, you to host it you showed up in blackface close <laughs> They were like, we want, we like how you're edgy. You kind of walk that line. We like that. And I was like, oh, great. And so the first, we prepared all week. We wrote jokes. We did this. We did that. I'm hosting the costume contest. Oh, shit. Catwoman walks on, hot lady, you know, and we're like, ah, oh, full audience. Big, big production. I got paid a ton of money. She's got a big whip and a cat outfit. She's super hot. And I was like, yeah, look at Catwoman. Yeah, looking good. Whatever. She leaves. And an African queen walks on. Oh, and I went, hey, watch that whip around the African. And the cameras went <laughs> and like wilted. And uh, the whole room felt weird. The, the black woman didn't give a shit. But everybody freaked out. Then I went on to my next segment, which was I was wearing drag. And I got fired in drag. <laughs> I had a full wig on. I had these big eyelashes. I had a dress on and heels and makeup. Now and you know what it's like to be a woman in the workforce. You immediately get fired. <laughs> it sucked, and I blew the CEO. <laughs> but uh, but they were like, we got to talk. And I was like, huh? And I remember looking over at the, the heavy lashes, and they were like, you got to go. The, the agent, the boss uh, is Women aren't funny. <laughs> you were so much funnier when you were a man. Yeah, but they were like, be edgy. I was like, what's more? What's edgy? That's edgy. The whip. So. Can I read you some jokes that I did at a corporate event recently? Oh, I can't wait. That went so south. Oh, I love so, it. So corporate events really make you realize that like you're- We're different. We're clowns. Right. We're carny folk. <laughs> 
to that. Like when you do when you're doing a, a show for your the pe- comedy fans that show up, yeah. best feeling in the world. When you get hired for a corporate gig, you know, Oreo stockholders meeting, whatever. Right. You're basically nothing against piano players and at a lounge, but like you're just the piano player in the background. Yes. It's like they maybe want to get photos with you, but like they don't respect you in any capacity, sure. right? And um okay, oh my, I have to find this because I wrote all these roast jokes uh for okay, here we go. Is it here? For this um Oh, roasting is never good. They br- they think they want it, then they don't. They don't want it. I had the same situation, but you go. They, okay. So I did this a couple times last year, and every year it's gotten worse and worse. Like, roasting used to be, you could say anything yeah, to the head of the yeah. company, you cheat on your wife, you're a scumbag, da da da. And right. now it's all of a sudden really dicey. Yep. They send like the list of the people that are gonna be there, blah, blah, blah. And I get there this year, and I guess there's a lot of, like, there's a big Saudi presence mm. this year. Okay. Oh, I know this joke. This went around the scene. Oh, really? Yeah. This is great, though. Keep going. Because I ran it by a couple it's people a afterwards. Well, it was a, I mean, I had many. It went, oh, okay. and I, the harder I bombed, the harder I just went into it. Yeah. Because I just, I just was just like, oh, hey, Saudis, why is everyone so scared I'm going to make fun of you? Are you trans? Ah. <laughs> you guys, the men over there wear dresses because it's their religion, not because it's their truth. <laughs> nice. Uh, is anyone getting a chuckle, a tee-hee, a ha? The Saudis actually laugh. Isn't that always the of way? Of course. Yeah. And then everybody else, I guess, that's scared of them, you know, they're more worried. Sure. Saudis, you guys are gentlemen. At least you wait to die before you have sex with virgins. Oh, great line. I'm, I've been in the Middle East very many times. I was never scared. The only time I've ever been scared of Saudis is when from the back, I thought he was a priest. <laughs> uh, and then, hold on. I did, oh, because it was also a lot of like really successful like tech kind of people. And I was like, you guys, we honestly have more in common with the Saudis than we don't. I mean, half the people in this room just moved to a desert where women have no rights. It's called Texas. Oh, nice. So it was like kind of about everyone. That's when things got a little bit south uh-huh. and maybe this is the joke that maybe you've heard uh look a strong partnership between saudi and america is long overdue the 9-11 thing was a setback i'm not gonna <laughs> lie it really hurt our country because it made a comedian named pete davidson famous oh and we will never forget oh that's a great <laughs> that joke. you did that so it was all like you know and it just got worse and worse and it just was like you know, it was just frustrating because it's like they're like, come do your job and then but don't do it like that. Yeah, but that's real comedy. You're doing real comedy in a corporate. I had a similar thing. I did a gig in Toronto. Guy met me. He's like, I'll buy you dinner first. Then we'll go. He's like, I'm a huge fan. Can you tell this joke? Can you tell that joke? I was like, this is a lot. Oh, He's like wow. quoting my jokes to me. He loves this joke. So it's like a 60 person room. All these millionaire real estate guys. Yep. And I'm up there. The mic sucks. All that shit. By the you way, know. The sound is always awful. Every time. Which always makes you lose your power. Completely. And they lose respect for you. That's that's half the problem with corporate gigs. Anyway, 100%. I'm doing a lot of this. You're like, in some restaurant. Yep. Yeah. It was in the top floor of a restaurant. Oof. And they're kind of like, all right, they're ready. They're nice guys. They're like, all right, we want some laughs. They're all drinking. And the guy who booked me is in the front row going, okay, baby, here we go. Like, you got this. And by the way, you're looking at a bunch of people in suits and you don't know who is the assistant branch manager right. and who is the CEO. Yes. So you might just go, Hey, this asshole, and that's the scene. You're like, that too. That too. So I go, all right, I try some jokes. They're all kind of not doing great. And then I go, well, fuck it. Let me go into the ones that he likes just because those will be obviously a foolproof. And they're all bombing. And so I'm looking at the guy, and he's going, no, 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 no,
I'm telling the jokes that you liked, and they're still bombing. And it was, it was. I did an hour and twenty of zero laughs because I kept trying to get out of it. He's like, "Come on, here it comes." As if I'm like not if I'm I'm not telling them right or something, but it was oh, great. No, your staff is broken. Yes, they don't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, he's doing this to me, and you're like, fix the venue. The, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no speakers. Right, right. God, and it's like I find myself, and then you know, and this is what I would say about people who are like, what is up with J Lo having a rider where she needs twelve candles and forty two yeah. skittles that are blue, and you're like, a lot of times when your rider like leaks or someone's like, oh, this person's such an asshole for having such a specific rider. A lot of times it's to prevent stuff like this, you know? Uh, It's like the famous Green Day story of they say, we want a bowl of green M&Ms. And if they show up and the green M&Ms are there, they know everything else is going to be on point. Exactly. You know? So it's like there's times where it's like you can have the most detailed rider and like I know all the things that are going to go wrong at this. And then you get there and it's like – community theater production where you're talking into you know the playstation controller that sunk the seagate you know and you're like or there's like no microphone at all and you're like this is a goddamn nightmare exactly exactly i remember i ran out of there i was so embarrassed oh i got paid but i just ran i had a couple of those i feel like this year yeah and i feel like we were texting about this earlier we didn't get less funny. Exactly. You guys got lamer. Yes. It's like my thing with liberals. Like, like I think, does Bill Maher say this? Like, I... I didn't change. You yeah, changed. Yeah, you guys moved so far yeah, to the left right. that I'm now moderate. Yes, exactly. exactly. And the weird thing is people come up to you after like, I liked it. You know, oh, don't worry worst. about these stiffs. And I'm like, you're a pussy. You could have laughed. But whatever. Because when you're walking into like a workplace that you never know, like they can only laugh if their boss laughs. There's an HR person there. Exactly. Usually those things, the first thing I'll do is like, who's the HR person? Yeah. It's, uh, we we know exactly who it is. It's always Pam, whatever. (laughs) It's always some woman in like a cat shirt and you're like everything. Although I kind of am jealous of HR people. I feel like HR people get to hear all the best jokes now. Ooh, that's a great bit. I feel like HR people just go through their email and they're just like, and by the way, HR, I've had sex with a couple HR women. What? Freaks. Freaks. HR women are are whores, freaks, and sluts. It's it's because they gotta get it out, you know? They're pent up. They're no, like, they're they're naughty. horny from all the sexual harassment uh, yeah, claims yeah, they hear yeah, all day. All true. they hear is like sex stories all day. First he bent me over on the desk and she's like, oh god, I gotta go fuck a comedian in, in Poughkeepsie. How do you meet the HR people. Well, they come to comedy shows. I've noticed because I think they're like that's true. You know, because I gotta I gotta hear a joke because it's all serious at the office. That every time I do, I do this kind of bit where I bring up an HR person and um, I'm now realizing usually two or three people are like I'm in HR or maybe right. that's just like everyone's in HR now because yeah. it's the only job. It's the only job. <laughs> it's half of every company now. Yeah, exactly. Because you know every company's terrified. So like get a, another HR person here just so we look on the up and up. So ridiculous. I know. Um, how did you meet your wife? Uh, at a comedy show actually. Cool. She was on a date with a a guy she hated and I had a, a decent set and then she DM'd me. I love that. Yeah, I got lucky. And she quoted one of my bits in the DM, and I said, let's get a drink. Ah, we got a you drink have good like, taste in comedy. Night. Yeah. And, and how long ago was that? Seven years. Whoa. Eight years, yeah. That is wild. So we dated for a while, then, you know, she cried, so I, I proposed. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, the rest is history. Were you, like, thinking about proposing? Did it have to come to a... It got pretty serious. It got pretty... It came to a head, you know? <laughs> 
Um, but you know, she wanted it really bad, and uh, yeah, I get it now because once you once you're married, like everything chills, you know. There's and that's probably something nice. nice about it's like getting tenure at a university. Exactly, exactly. The contract is signed. Yes, we're all good. And I I made a lot of like, hey, I need if we're gonna get married, I need this, this, and this. And she was like, all all good. I'm all about just upfront, get yeah. upfront, and women are the most least upfront people. You know, yeah. it's all vibes. You know, why didn't you hit on me? And I'm like, I didn't know. And you're like, oh, come on, I was putting it out there. I'm like, I had no idea. I know, but it's then tough. again, I feel like I don't know. I've been accused so much of like being emasculating or being oh, like aggressive, really? and like I feel like I have to be like all like demure and mm. and if I'm too forward, it's like unattractive. Oh, or, I hate like, those guys or something. No, dike it up. <laughs> You go nuts. I hate these guys who say that. They're fucking pussies. Okay, so tell me. Okay, so you just had the special come out. How do you feel? Did it fix everything? No, it's still the Are whole. you healed? No, but now it's bittersweet because it did pretty well. We were did, in the top 10 for a while. And uh, Netflix gave me the nice, happy email. We're very happy with this. Blah, nice. blah. So that's kind of weird parental hole they're filling. But <laughs> You're happy? You're not very happy? Great. Yeah, but then you got the agents who are like, Special doing great. Let's get you back on the road. And you're like, I have no material. I have no material yet. Like, but we want the money. Yep, yep. So it's... I'm out there just shucking and jiving. Good. I mean, I find though sometimes like giving yourself like I have three months to write an hour. Mm. Like you'll do it in three months. That's I feel true. Like, I feel like we kind of have this thing based on the fact that like, okay, you used to do like our heroes, the people that we looked up to, they did like had a new hour every year. So you're like, yeah. I guess it must take a year to write an hour. Right. You know? And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect at the thing that you shoot on your next thing. But when I gave myself three months, like I did it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Sure, you sure. You know? And but then, you had a, a full hour of stand up. Yeah. And I also think like, I don't know, don't quote me on this if like I'm end up being wrong, but I've been noticing that like people coming to shows now, at least people that are coming to see you, they know you, they listen to you on Rogan, they listen to you on your um, podcast with Sam. Like, yeah, I don't think they're always coming for perfection. I think you're right. They want you. Yeah. Like sometimes like something where you're like, well, that joke didn't quite work. Yeah. And then they see later that you changed it based right. on the the fact that it didn't do so great in St. Louis. And then you're like, thanks for helping me with that, St. Louis. Like yeah. it wasn't quite there yet. Like so I think true. I used to wait till something was so perfect and polished and lockstep to go out. Mm -hmm. And I think it now, just because of how much people see us not being like that, it feels like overly presentational yeah. and kind of corny. Yeah. Yeah, good point. You know, point. so it's like I'm not saying like be sloppy. I'm not like people are paying money. Like yeah. I'm obviously putting a lot of work into sure. it. But the idea that something's not totally fine tuned yet, I think there's something kind of. I think there's something special about that, and they like being part of the process. All these Reddit nerds are like, I saw him work that out in yeah, Omaha. Totally. Yeah, totally. Like I got to see a Mark Norman joke do okay. Yeah, and to <laughs> that's even cooler. To piggyback on that, I think there's something too when you're up against it in this giant theater of 1,500 people, yep. and you kind of have a half baked. It pulls something out of you. Yep. That doesn't happen just on the paper at the hotel room. A little pressure is good. A little pressure I think. is good. It's terrifying, and you'd probably pick to not have it. You choose to not go through it, but if you do go through it, something might happen. That's pretty. Because I I think um, I'm guessing. Um, uh, no offense, but I feel like we're kind of similar in the way that we like like write yeah you know and like it's there's a surgical nature to it yeah, and there's like sure. you know like do you sit down write stuff out yeah me yeah. too but it's so funny that you're so down on yourself 
You might be like me. No offense. Yeah, no, I just didn't want to, you know. <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. I was going to self-deprecate, I guess. But, um, I get it. But yeah, but I fully like write things out and oh, yeah. go like, let me change this word. I already used that word. Oh, yeah. You know. That was one of the biggest knocks because, you know, you read some of the reviews and one guy was like, it's funny, but it felt like AI stand up because it was so boom, boom, like every hand movement I have down. And I was like, uh, he, yeah, that's, he got me there. That's pretty good because when it hurts like that, you're like, yeah, that's probably truth to that. So that I, I absorbed it, and now when I'm up there, I try to be looser. Just use the use it then. Just yeah. like, take it. I take like, all of it. I, you know, I think that to get shamed or feel bad about being polished, I think it's mm. like also I think part of the reason you know I really enjoy you is because I'm like this just feels like it's the best of like super modern, but also feels like classic stand like right. the stand up I fell in love with. You oh, know? Oh yeah, same. Jokes, 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 I feel jokes. safe with this person. Like I know, like I'm falling into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. There's like a harmony to it. And I also think there's something really cool about being like, that's a Mark Norman joke. Like, oh, it, I love that. I think that's like the best feeling when someone's like, oh, this is such a you joke. Yes. Like you have such a specific style. That's great, you I'd have rather, a thing. Yeah, I'd rather that than just like be interchangeable with all a lot of comics that are just kind of conversational and completely do the same agree thing. completely agree like you could do that with a norm joke or a joan rivers joke. like that is so joan rivers yeah. or so rodney yeah totally and i like the way that like i mean i don't know i think not that i'm trying to write for the way stand-up is consumed but sometimes you have to think like that you know you're yeah. kind of like okay how can i break up this hour into 60 second clips yes you know what i mean because yes. that might be how it's consumed at the end of the day yeah of course know? and i think those do better and i think i tend to write short so do you like we go set up punch set up punch set up punch and our fan base probably like has been living on twitter the past 15 yeah. years which is like set up punch you Reels, know shorts tiktok yeah and like i loved Demetri martin and zach alfanakis and mitch hedberg and like i and jeselnik like i i love that i love being able to be like here's a setup here's a punch like this is like I just love the art of that, making that surprise. Yes, yeah. It's like a little magic trick verbally. It's such a magic trick. And also, I think it's actually harder when you do it the I way... I completely agree. The way that you do it, because it's like, you know I'm going to have a banger. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to trick you into yes. not knowing how I'm going to do it. Can I say uh, tell you a Norm story really quick? Please. And then I'll let you go. I know you He's have... He's my fave. Because um, it's kind of like... it's It makes you to kind of kin in a way that is not... Um, let me just tell the story. All right. Okay, so we're in the Roseanne writer's room. This is for the first season of Roseanne, which I um, EP'd. And uh, I was like, we got to have Norm. He could only, he did one day a week uh -huh. and came in. <laughs> That's hilarious. And yeah, and uh, he came in one day a week and was just the best. And he pitched this joke uh, because, you know, Roseanne, what I loved about it, and I think what everyone loved about it, is that it was, like, equally, like, hilariously funny, but also there was pathos. And, yes. you know, it was, like, heartbreaking, and there were real stories. And, you know, so there were some writers in there that were real, like, kind of drama writers that mm. wanted to get to the emotion of the scene and the right. relationships. And then there was, you know, Wanda Sykes and Norm MacDonald and Morgan Murphy, and you know, and, like, the joke people. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> Norm pitched, you know... Uh, <laughs> so there's this one writer who she's great but she was you know she was like so, she's always like the relationship and like would she really say that and what was like the emotional truth of the scene and mm. he was just kind of like oh what if what if he says you know he says this yeah and she was like yeah but like like why wh like why would she say that right there and he just went because comedy? Ah, <laughs> yes. I love it. And obviously not. Like, you would never know he said that. He would never know you say that. Right. But it's, like, so funny. Wow. That's, yeah. Wow. That's that's heavy. Yeah. That's a great story. Do you... Um, 
feel like there's anything to be worried about on the YouTube front with podcasts, though. That's what makes me nervous. Just when I was bit. like, it's fine. The network TV is going away. Like we have YouTube. Yeah. And now I feel like YouTube. That is scary. You can't do anything. Have you have had any stuff taken down? We've had demonetizing. We said, you know, queef too many times in the first minute Jesus or whatever. <laughs> but it, Maybe that's something you should. That might be me. But like this, I had all these horrific jokes and they let them stay. And, and Netflix, Netflix they good. They were like, no notes. All they said was maybe don't do COVID stuff because it's kind of over. And I said, done. Like, can you please do trans jokes? That went great for Chappelle special. Number one special ever. (laughs) That's true. So that was shocking. And then you hear about YouTube, like taking the Roseanne uh, Theo episode away. And you're like, oh, shit. Has it flipped? No, it's like you can't say Nazi. You can't say Hitler. You can Marjorie Taylor Greene, QAnon. Like, they just have these, like, there's just bots just going through it. And it just feels like, I mean, we've had a bunch of them be age restricted, demonetized. And you're kind of like... Oh, are the days of comedians being able to say whatever they want on YouTube? Are they over? Yeah, I mean, I wonder if pods will go. But then, like, Spotify stuck with Rogan, so I don't know. Who knows anymore? Yeah. It's kind of picking and choosing now. What else? What else? Uh, well, you know, I think I think I do think we're coming out of the whole thing. Doesn't it feel like we're kind of coming out of this scary time a little? Which one? Like just the censoring <laughs> and the, the friends getting in trouble and stuff. Is that it? Well, I guess Lizzo just went through it. Yeah. And Jonah They Hill. moved on to women. Yeah. They <laughs> realized women are toxic too. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's equality. I feel like the days of like being casual around 22-year-olds is over. Okay. I feel like people just, it's going to be survival of the people that hire the oldest employees <laughs> right you know or right. the you know what i mean this whole thing of like i'm gonna hire this 22 year old who has twitter yeah. and has learned that the way to get ahead is to cancel their boss right. or snitch on their boss instead of just try to learn from them or like i don't know have a, co- a private conversation yeah, first yeah, you know exactly. say or, or just be like this might not be the right job for me i don't know but like i think that um, makes you feel bad for dicaprio because that's all he's fucking is yeah. women that age, you know? So you're like, boy, you must have to not talk about anything. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, when I think about employees now, I'm kind of like, is this the, a person that came up, you know, reading the meme? If you don't start your own dream, you're going to be building someone else's. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. you should be doing that in your 20s. Yeah, right. Maybe you should be learning and developing skills and eating some shit. No one wants to eat shit anymore. No one wants to eat shit. You know? It's back to the lobster thing. That's it. Exactly. Like, I had to eat so much shit. Like, I mean, when I was a writer on Last Call with Carson Daly, like, it was just, I wasn't like, how do I get rid of this person if I don't like the way I'm being treated? I'm like, how do I even know how I'm supposed to be being treated? I yeah. don't know. And are they going to get rid of me? That yeah. was my big fear. And the uh, crazy, exactly. And the crazier thing to me is that I'm like, I'm not saying don't stand up to someone who's being sure, like abusive. Sure. I wasn't there. I mean, I don't know. I heard the Lizzo allegations and they're like, she locked me in a room. That's not a feature on a door, but okay. <laughs> um, like in what world? Like, yeah. So, um, or like she took me to a strip club. like In Amsterdam. Yeah, she's toxic. Like what kind of, well, you're, what kind of person can't say no thanks? I'm going to stay in. Exactly. And it's the music world. It's rock star shit. Like I thought that was part of the fun. Go be an accountant. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I cannot think of a more fun job. Yeah. <laughs> like I am available. Traveling the world with a pop star who's world famous. Yeah. It seems, I mean, you signed up for it. There's a million people who would love that gig. Yeah, I guess, you know, but. But again, we don't know what happened. And we don't know what happened. Yeah. But. I don't know. (laughs) After reading the allegations, I should know. That should be uh, an emoji. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have this guy. How about... (laughs) I'm staying out of it. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, these girls are liars, but I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm saying like, yeah, I, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. I'm on whoever's side wins. <laughs> well, I think it's just kind of like an Ellen thing. Like, all right, to be that big, to be that powerful, you got to be a cunt. You know, you got to crack yeah. the whip a little bit. And I think yeah. people don't like getting the whip cracked. Yeah, especially Black around women the especially. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, 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 I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a uh, the Darwinism of if you know people came up going, if I'm uncomfortable, that person deserves yes. to go away forever. Yeah, is wild to me. Agreed. And I think we just have to go like. You know, I was just interviewing for someone for something. And I was like, why can't we don't talk enough? We talk about sexism. We talk about we don't talk about ageism. You know, oh, yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. why when I'm looking for someone in an assistant position or a producer position, why do I go to 21 year olds? That's a great point. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, I want to make sure they know how to use TikTok and this. And it's like, why wouldn't someone in their 40s know how to do that? Yeah. Why can't I hire some 48 year old bitch named Linda who doesn't give a shit? <laughs> exactly. You know She's what I mean? Got two kids. I and can a hug divorce. her as long as I want. Yeah. She doesn't. Yeah. Like, exactly. I, someone not knowing how to use Twitter is why I would hire them at this yes. point. Well, it's also I talk about how we get it out somewhere like Cosby. Mm-hmm. It, it all went to the bedroom. Yeah. Like, hey, scared of women, don't get a don't piss them off, don't hug them too long. And then it's like choke me, spit on me, spit in my mouth, call me a retard, yeah. whatever it is. It just came out there. It's this weird thing now where if you're my employer, you're expected to make my dreams come true. Yeah. Which is kind of this new thing. And we're so scared that you're gonna accuse us of being toxic that we yeah. can just do it. Of course. And then we're just enabling and giving you a very inaccurate sense of of the world. Of what the world is, which yes. is actually being a terrible boss. Yeah. The way I can be the best mentor is going like, no, if you're done at six, I'm done at six. Yeah, well it's the same with a parent. If you get to give the kid everything they want, yep. the kid's fucked. Yeah. And you think you know heard now I heard uh, California's Black kids are getting easier math tests because they weren't. That is so racist. I mean, maybe I know not. it's horrible. And you're like, I know you're trying to do good and you think you're helping, but yeah. it, that's going to fuck them for longer. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I know it's a, I know it's an untouchable topic, but I'm like, I think this is wrong. But you guys think it's good mm. because it's a quick fix, but a quick fix is the worst solution. Yeah. You know? I mean, at least give the girls easier math tests. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't feel like a racial thing. This feels like a gender thing. Right. Well, look at the Asians. They're getting kicked out of Harvard for doing too well. It is what it is. I yeah. mean, I know. I've look, had every boss I've had look, was a total piece of shit. We get attacked by audience members, so <laughs> <laughs> we, we thrive in a, in a toxic work environment. Right, right. <sighs> I hey, love you, dude. Good pod. Good this pod. Yes, yeah, we got a lot out. Can you go do some spots? Yeah, I'm a psycho. Yeah, that, no, you're not. Okay, thank you. Can I tell you, uh, Louis C.K., last thing, since we're doing um, uh, things Louis told us, I remember I, because so many people pathologized me for, I would when I started, I'm doing five spots a night. I was yes. at the Comedy Store, Laugh Factory, Hermosa, uh, Ice House, back, da-da. And one time I, uh, Louis was outside the improv and um, I we were like, talked for a second and I was like, I gotta go, I gotta head to Hermosa. I'm, I'm doing another spot tonight. I know I'm, I'm like a psycho. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, that's what it takes. Ah. And I, it was so matter of fact the way that he said it. I and love I was it. like, it changed, it totally dissipated all my shame and embarrassment about it because other comics want to be like, oh, you're gonna go to another spot. Yeah, I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. And also, I like it. Is that, I, I like doing turns the spots. Turns out I like doing this for a living. Yeah, they, they want to put it on like you're some workaholic weirdo. You're trying to be better than everybody. I'm like, I enjoy it. Yeah. I want to go get up again. I end these very awkwardly. All right. I love you guys. Don't ride elephants. <laughs>